Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And every day, every week, every month, every year, we see the need for people to fulfill the obligations of that most important political office in order to preserve the republic, the constitution, and our freedom. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host back in his bunker. Don Dix, I am. You're back, you're back in the bunker. And I was just commenting when we, was, we were talking before the show what great sound quality he has in the bunker. You know, it, it is amazing uh, that we are able to um, have the kind of flexibility that we have nowadays thanks to modern technology. I am eternally grateful for the ability to be able to connect to you no matter where in the world I am. And that's what a lot of people do. They say, what in the world, Don? And I say, well, you know, it could be anywhere. Yes. Don, yeah, I, I don't I, think that's what I can. Meant. I cannot get away from Don Dix no matter where I go in the world. It's it, it seems to be true, and I'm sorry to inflict that on everybody. But, hey, we have a job to do, and it's called saving the republic. And until the republic is in solid footing, I'm going to continue to show up for these radio shows. So, you either get busy and start saving the republic, or you're going to continue to be tormented by my voice. That's kind of what it boils down to, I think. It's all, it's all a matter of presenting people with the right motivation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, did you take a Tony Robbins course? That's exactly what Tony Robbins said. If you got a big enough why, you can endure anyhow. So, you guys, the the why is, uh, you know, go fix the uh, – go fix the um, – Republic, so you can endure the how of what we got to deal with in order to do it. Right. Now, we, we do promise you in this show that we are not going to put you to sleep the way the impeachment hearing on Wednesday put the chairman, uh, Jerry Nadler, to sleep at his own hearing. At his own hearing, he did drift off, and we were talking about that before we started the show. And I had to acknowledge, Greg, that I am one. I am one who saw. I had to. Feel, I felt a little empathy for Jerry. This is about the only time that I will acknowledge this. I felt a little empathy for him because I am one of those individuals that suffers from uh, the the cycle of biorhythms during the day. When I have a low biorhythm moment, when all of a sudden. It just, the low energy moment is just more than I can bear. I do feel my eyes fluttering, and it's happened at some very inconvenient moments. Uh, you can't control it. But given the consequence of what's unfolding, you know, impeaching a U.S. president, you would think that Jerry would do whatever he was necessary, including stick matchsticks in his eyes or drive a nail into his thigh in order to stay open. And uh, did we just call this an impeachment hearing? I, I would say, Greg, what we're actually watching uh, unfold on our TV screens and that in programs like this that we're talking about it is a modern day coup d'etat, which I understand is actually French for coup d'etat. Right. And uh, the Pelosi kind of let it slip and she, she gave a news conference. And uh, she was saying, you know, we're not rushing into this. We've been at this for two and a half years. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If they talk long enough, the truth comes out. And yes, we know. I mean, it's what we've known. It's just, you know, getting them to admit it. We've known for the better part of, well, since November 8th. And we see this come out in 
the revealed tweets. People go back and you know dive into the Wayback Machine on Twitter, and they pull up these tweets from people of everybody from the uh, from the person who is representing the whistleblower, the attorney, who sometime in January of 2017 tweeted out that the impeachment has begun all the way to even the people that were testifying on Wednesday, the individuals that the Democrats dredged up, these three quote-unquote law professors, and I'll let you opine as to what you feel their qualifications of law professors are. They hate but Donald even Trump. Some of, well, that is that the only qualification necessary? Pretty much, I think you need a law degree. Um, and maybe you need to publish some article in, in, a, in a law review someplace that no one's going to read or care about. But yeah, but yeah, it, it's 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 based on your it's based on your politics. That's how you get hired. Gotcha. That's how, that's how so, you get promoted. That's how you get tenure. So these three people have all had histories, one way or another, social media or emails, where they have been involved in the call for impeachment for Donald Trump since the day he was elected. So. Jonathan Turley is the only one that was in the Senate Judiciary Committee. They had four witnesses. Jonathan Turley was the constitutional attorney who ostensibly said, yeah, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, and I voted for Obama, and I voted for Clinton. But what you guys are doing is is as is so hypocritical so as to actually be guilty of the very things that you're trying to impeach Donald Trump for. And what was his reward for this, Greg? What? Well, well there's already a movement saying how how, exactly. how big it is at, at his at his university <laughs> to get him fired. There is an email started circulating essentially that was obtained by I think Sarah Carter or, an, or a reporter that's connected to Sarah Carter, and you can read about this at Sarah Carter. Sarah A. Carter, actually, uh, dot com. She's got her, she snuck her middle initial in there and complicated, gummed up the work. So don't go to Sarah Carter dot com without sticking an extra A in uh, Sarah. Um, but an internal email that was obtained by a reporter that was broke, that, that, that literally the news was broken on Sarah Carter's website, calling for George Washington law professor Jonathan Turley's resignation following his testimony how dare he right absolutely how, how, how dare he do this and this guy i mean he has a you know long liberal i mean he's he he's not he's not one of these neo-marxists but he's a solidly liberal law professor and as you say he voted for hillary clinton and barack obama he's been frequently critical of donald trump and his, and his policies he says there there is no basis for uh, for impeachment here. He says that uh, pre- 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 impeachment has to be based on evidence, not presumptions. And we remember from the previous uh, from Adam Schiff's hearings that witness after witness said, "Well, I assumed, I presumed, I heard, I whatever," but none of them had any any, any direct evidence. Well, exactly, and it was uh, it was a pile. Matt, uh, not Matt Gates, uh, one of the other congressmen, piled uh, the testimony taken in the quote unquote star sh- star chamber in secret. Those t- those testimonies that had subsequently been released by Adam Schiff and made public. Those testimonies, not a single testimony could they find an actual direct connection between any of the witnesses and Donald Trump organizing a quid pro quo. 
It was all hearsay. And unfortunately, the cards are stacked against Donald Trump in this process because it is an entirely political process. There is no real definition of what, uh, you know, crime, quote unquote crime uh, they need in order to impeach. In fact, I guess one of these uh, congressional uh, uh, witnesses that professes to be a constitutional attorney uh, acknowledged as such and said, hey, you don't need to actually have a crime to impeach. Well, OK, fine. You don't need evidence of a crime for impeachment. And while technically true, boy, that's a horrible talking point to acknowledge during a hearing that, hey, a president doesn't need a you don't need a crime to pursue an impeachment process. That's going to be news to probably 98 percent of Americans. So you've got these three witnesses in plus John Jonathan Turley, but I'm talking about the three constitutional attorneys who are certifiably um what's the well, they have Trump derangement syndrome, but they're 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 in they're certifiably uh psychotic about this. I mean, he has driven these people to the point to where Pamela Carlin, for instance, she will not even walk on the same side of the street as a Trump property. Now, what level of Trump derangement do you have to be at in order for your Trump derangement syndrome to be so thick, so involved, so self-absorbed that you can't even walk on the same side of the street as a Trump property? Right. And that's the level you're that, that's 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 kind of the level that you're that you're dealing with. These people are political, left-wing political activists. They live in an environment where they are surrounded by left-wing political activists at their universities. They're, and that, that's, the bubble that they, that's the bubble that they live in. So they get out of that, and they're, they're unable to deal with uh, the real world. They're unable to deal with somebody who disagrees with them. They're unable to deal with, uh, and certainly unable to deal with Donald Trump, who is in their face, fighting back on everything that they believe that they believe in and th- and there's there's there see there's Donald Trump's real crime is he got they they had it they were on the, the going into the six, 2016 election they were on the 2 yard line ready to go in for the winning touchdown to to be charitable fundamentally transform the United States of America they had it and, and Donald and- Trump they Hillary Clinton fumbled yep. and Donald Trump ran it back for a touchdown and they and he got between them and power and that's oh, he, that he that's did. that's what all of this for the last 3 years has been about in in what has to be the height of lack of self-awareness and uh cluelessness Hillary Clinton after Nancy Pelosi's press conference as such as it was press announcement it was in a conference on Thursday morning that the Congress was going to move ahead with articles of impeachment for a vote Hillary Clinton tweeted that back out saying in the United States of America I mean just imagine your Hillary Clinton and your history that includes the whole I mean everything from the cattle futures uh, deal where it was clear that money was laundered through the commodities exchange in order to put money in your pocket, the cattle futures issue, the Rhodes Law Firm issues, everything of, that, that of her as a first lady and a lawyer of Ar- when she was first lady of Arkansas to the first lady of the uh, 
of the United States to then be a senator and then secretary of state, all of the scandals that surround her, for her to tweet out in the United States, no one is above the law, is got to be one of them. And she got raked over the, by the way, that that tweet went uh, virtually undefended by uh, the Hillary Clinton community, the supporters, and she got uh, raked over the coals. The the responses to that tweet were like 100 to 1 of people saying, you got to be kidding, right? Yes. Level of self, Donald, Don, Don Jr. tweeted, level of self-awareness, zero. Exactly. Exactly. And, of course, it's, it's, it's not just Hillary Clinton. It's the, it's the deep state. It's, it's other prominent Democrats. And, of course, illegal aliens in their world are above the law. So it's, it's, it's just a – they, they say these things with, ab, with absolute straight faces, and they'll say one thing one day and turn around and say the exact opposite the next day. Like, to, and they, they have to remember what they've said. She has to be aware of all the allegations against her, but they, they, can, they just say this stuff, and, the, and their media laps it up. A lot of their people in the, who only read or listen to their media – Lap it up and run with it. Yeah, no one's above the law. Until, of course, Bill Clinton, uh, of course, who committed perjury and obstruction of justice, and, was, and there was a report from the special counsel that he had done so. <laughs> well, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to impeach him over, over, over that. That's his personal matter. As, as somebody, per- somebody, somebody tweeted back to her when she said, "No one's above the law." Somebody tweeted back and said, "Does this mean you're finally going to jail?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and uh, that, 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 you know, just that aside, that's that's been a disappointment that 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 uh, that that investigation was never reopened and, and that she was not prosecuted for her clear and obvious, if nothing else, the mishandling of classified information. Which may have, which may have really been done. Because at the same time, she was running this all of her emails through an unsecured server. Uh, Chinese, the Ministry of Chinese State Security executed a number of uh, Chinese that were have been allegedly spying for the United States. So it may have it really had disastrous consequences and deadly consequences that she's running stuff through her unsecured server. And you wouldn't have to, by the way, you wouldn't have to. Use the names of the of oh yeah, uh, I can't think of a good Chinese name, but you you know use the use the the, the person's name. But if you if you if your emails contain information that should that the Chinese, oh, the Chinese state security looks like okay that was classified information. How did she get that information? And then another bit of information, another bit of information. Well, who would have known? Who would have had all that information? And it narrows down their search. And and they start okay yes we we have we we have one or more spies in our midst so that's part part of the consequences of of what she did as well as no one talks about is she is she uh, concealed and destroyed government records which is also a felony classified or not so all those emails that she kept out of out, out of the government and then destroyed about thirty thousand of them. Though that is a that is a separate crime that rarely that rarely gets mentioned, and never mind, and then you never get into all the Clinton Foundation looting the money for Haiti, taking one hundred and forty million dollars to approve sale of uranium to Russia. 
and so on. Yeah, it it just goes on and on and on with her. And as as we tick off the uh, tick off, not as in I'm the, ticked off. I don't know about you. Yeah, not 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 in that sense, but tick off as in mention all of the laundry list of stuff that Clinton did. It's absolutely stunning to me how. Um, well, I guess, I guess the only way that this exists is that, you know, we've known for decades that the media is left leaning. We've known for decades that the people that occupy a lot of these quote unquote positions of journalists, the talking heads, if you will, that they're left leaning, that they, that they see the world through the, through the eyes of the political, of the, of the left leaning ideology. What, was not broadly understood, I don't think. And I say broadly because I, mean, I think you and I probably f- knew this to one degree or another, but I don't think we understood the depth of how far gone the media was until Trump was elected. And now the obvious evidence is that they are nothing more than activists and, you know, the pr- the press room for the Democrat Party. We knew that they had a left political bias, but I don't think that it was broadly understood. And I think among a lot of people, it's still not broadly understood. And the people that are on the left would just as soon just not talk about it because they don't want the uh, the, the broader population to catch on. And they will not acknowledge the truth of this, that the media is absolutely a an activist organization now. There's no question about it. When you look at the, uh, especially the talk shows, I mean, you know, Joe Scarborough, Joy Reid, I mean, you just go through the list, uh, Rachel Maddow, Lawrence O'Donnell, all of these people. Uh, and at one point in time, even, I would say that even... Um, Let me stop you there, I can, Chris, because I can see I can see the clock and we, and we need to get in a word uh, from our sponsor. Okay, Ed Hoffman, all right. The man to go to... For your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial, back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590. The answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, the people that need to be engaged in the process of saving the republic. And, you know, Greg, as we've been talking about these impeachment hearings, I got to I got to believe and hope that the vast majority of people, given that they're paying any attention to what's unfolding in D.C., finally realize 
that there is, and I, I say this at the beginning of my uh, public speeches now, predominantly because I don't think it does us any good anymore to not be as 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 clear in communicating this as possible. I honestly think the Republic for all intents and purposes is gone. When you look at the impeachment hearings, the way that it's being revealed through the Trump presidency, that Washington DC is now completely in the hands of left leaning bureaucracies. When you look at the media, and we talked about that, how the media is clearly an, a, a, a progressive activist organization. When you look at entertainment, Entertainment is all is completely in the hands of the left. They've been moving this culture to the left for decades. When you look at education, well, um, per, all of those, all of those, the education in particular, the and you can imagine the what kind of quote education unquote the students of those three Trump deranged professors are receiving. Exactly. No, I, I, but I would, but I would bet you know even if, even though liberal, I bet students of uh, Professor Turley are getting a good education, and I bet he's, I bet he's fostering discussion, open discussion on 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 all sides of issues, and is not and is not there seeking to indoctrinate. Um, and I don't know, but I bet he doesn't downgrade conservatives, whereas me, most leftist professors do downgrade conservatives. Yeah, but how many Turleys are there compared yeah. to those people? Right, exactly. He's the I got to believe he's the rare exception. In fact, the statistics as gathered by Pete Peterson who ran for Secretary of State, he's now the dean of the political science department over at Pepperdine University. He did a study um and 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 actually pulled together the um the the data that confirms that in the top 60 universities where liberal arts are taught and liberal arts include things like journalism and uh political science and those things those departments are completely in the hands of leftists 95% of all the teachers are hail from the left whether it's they're just registered as democrats or they're out of the closet marxists they all come from the left so you know it, bailing out the republic those students that graduate that go into journalism it's it's no wonder the questions that donald trump gets when he's doing his helicopter press uh conferences all of those students are fully aligned with the left and are part of the resistance they even they even come out and say those blue checkmark people that are supposed to be journalists that um they even come out and say on their Twitter feeds, that they're hashtag resistance, many of them. So mm-hmm. this is this is what we face in the year 2019, going into a critical election year. Speaking, and when, we only have a little bit of time in this half. Uh, the other news that was even more disturbing this week is that somehow Adam Schiff got the phone records of a journalist John oh, Solomon yeah. and of Rudy Giuliani. And there have been no legal proceedings. There are no nothing. And all of a sudden, he has he has the phone records. Maybe he subpoenaed them and got them from AT and T, who just turned them over without any kind of court fight. Hey, wait a minute. Well, challenge the subpoena. Or give give the people the chance to challenge the subpoena. So it looks like they can get anybody's phone records with no judicial review, no probable cause, no nothing. It's whatever whoever's phone records that the Democrat committee chairman wants to get, they can get. Exactly right. 
That, that was a big. In fact, we should we should carry that topic over into the second half because that we really need to uh, expose for what it is a a blatant disregard for any kind of due process and a politicization of the entire impeachment process. Stay tuned for that discussion. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want, or anything that you need between now and your final day on Earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, right here on AM 590, The Answer. Confident MLS ID number 9921, when you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizens and the opportunities to get involved in helping to uh, protect and save and actually, in my view, resurrect the republic are many, many of those we talk about here right now. We're just doing kind of a recap of the the severity of the impeachment inquiry that's been unfolding in Washington, D.C., and the, uh, the the real damage that is happening. You know, the, the irony, Greg, I think, of Nancy Pelosi at her press conference quoting the Founding Fathers in both the Declaration of Independence uh, the uh, and, and, and the writing of the Constitution, you know, where she says, what have you given us, a republic? And he said, you know, what, what form of government have you given us? And Ben Franklin, Dr. Franklin replies, a republic, madam, if you can keep it to the question that was asked of him to hear her invoke all of that stuff. First of all, I thought the Democrats thought that all of the founders were racist, uh, white supremacists that weren't worthy of quoting. Isn't that isn't that who the, the, the founders were, Greg? That's that's exactly what they say yesterday. But as we talked about that is they'll say one thing one day yep. and we're totally straight faces and totally oblivious to what they said the previous day. Yeah, we're, you know, this is, you know, our great founding fathers said X, Y, Z, and they would, you know, they would, you know, they, they would support removing Donald Trump. Yeah. So, so here you've got uh, the, the, the Democrats who have once again proven that, the only standards that they have are double standards. When the impeachment report was released by the House Intelligence Committee, 
Um, only two days before Nadler, I saw, I think it was Monday, that the uh, House Intelligence Committee report was finally released by Adam Schiff. And then Wednesday, this, the circus moves over to the House Judiciary Committee. What's revealed in that how that that uh, what caught everybody's attention, I think, was the unanticipated content there, which were phone records of individuals who literally operate on the periphery, if you will, of this entire issue. It included a journalist, John Solomon. It included uh, Adam Schiff's counterpart, Devin Nunes. Of course, Rudy Giuliani's uh, phone records. Um, a couple of other people. Oh, no, a couple of other people. I'm forgetting who some of the other names were. But but he literally subpoenaed from AT&T phone records. Now, Republicans were told about the phone rec- about the subpoenas or the request for information. It's not really clear whether it was an actual subpoena or not. Maybe, you know, or a phone or a records request. But AT&T, irrespective of that, they just rolled over and gave that information. Under the rules of the committee, secrecy, They first of all, they couldn't raise objections to those subpoenas. Third, secondly, they, could, they couldn't even publicize the fact that those records were gathered by Adam Schiff in a subpoena that's dated somewhere around September to AT&T demanding the call logs for five individuals. This was brand new news that broke broke. And now that it's kind of settling in and digesting, this is actual uh, actually being viewed as um, what amounts to spying on individuals. I mean, the fact that he had that information and then publicized it. This is this is breaking brand new territory for the political left. I mean, they're 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 plowing brand new territory in the. Can you imagine the outcry if this had been a Republican committee? Oh, sure. A, a yeah. Republican Devin Nunez had committee? subpoenaed some some CNN journalist phone records. Yeah. Can you imagine the? Can you imagine the uh, the reaction? The outrage. You're infringing on the freedom of the press. This is our infringing on the privacy. This is our Yeah, I mean, they they they, they would they would have been. It may have been fake ap- apoplectic, but they would have been apoplectic over yep. it. And again, and the it's, response- it's, it's the same thing. One day, you know, it's one day we'll say one thing. Next day, we'll, if, our, if our political interests change, we're going to say something else. And what this leads to is, is, a, is a, the famous Chinese strategist and general, Sun Tzu, admonished us is to understand both yourself and the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you understand the enemy, and the Democrat Party is the enemy. They're the enemy of country, of our country, of our freedom, of the republic, of the constitution. And they will, and if they get, if they gain power next year, and there was they control both houses of Congress and the White House, they will erase our country. The first thing they will do in January of 2021 is they will pass a mass amnesty for 20 to 40 million illegal aliens, and they will open the borders. Completely and totally, and let everyone in the world who wants to come in come in. They will import millions and millions of Muslims and scatter them across the country. So they they will literally erase our country, and and that's that's just immigration. Never mind what they're going to do with everything else. 
I think it's important and, but, but, to note that it's not just Muslims, it's Islamists. It's individuals that use the religion of, of Islam in order to subvert the government of whatever the host country is. Yeah. And that, I think, is a, an important uh, distinction to understand that there are people that actively, that are here now, that are that that call themselves Muslims, but they're actually Islamists using our freedom of speech and our constitution and our laws to subvert uh, the country to you know in in that direction. There's no there's no question about it. So, so I want to get back. But, Go no, ahead. no, but, but I, was, your... I, I, I went into a diversion for the point. That I really it, it's to easy make, to do. Is is to the nature of the enemy is they, like the Islamists, by the way, they will do, they are folk fixed, they are warriors for their cause of socialism, of government, of erasing the country, of gaining power. And they will then do anything. They have no other ethics or morality other than that which serves that goal of gaining power to destroy or more charitably fundamentally transform the United States of America, Barack Obama's famous phrase, or infamous phrase. So you understand the nature of the enemy, then you understand that what they're doing makes eminent sense, that any kind of appeals to them on any kind of moral or ethical basis, you you really shouldn't get phone records, will fall totally on deaf ears. It is equivalent... That ha- t- saying to the Democrat Party, making a moral appeal to the Democrat Party, is, is what ha- has as much prospect of success as making a moral appeal to the Mexican drug cartels. Speaking of which, you mentioned Mexican drug. There's so many rabbit holes we can go down. Um, this past weekend, there was a shootout between the Mexican drug cartels and a police agency in a border region 40 miles away from the Mexican border that claimed the lives of 22, 23 people. The numbers aren't exactly uh, completely known. But if you saw the pictures of the after aftermath of this, it looked like a Hollywood set. It, it I've never seen anything like this with a government building it looked like something out of a Middle East war zone with a government building pockmarked with hundreds of rounds of high caliber bullet holes. And 20, you know, four police, 16 drug cartel members, two citizens. They were airing on CBS uh, audio. It was a video, but you could hear the gunfire in the back. The purpose was to, you know, air the audio of this uh, of this video that had been taken by somebody's cell phone. And it's it literally sounded like they were in the middle of a of a of an armed conflict between. The drug cartels and the local police claims the lives of 23. That that's disturbing enough. The real disturbing part is it happened within 40 miles of the U.S. border and not weeks since the uh, that that uh, uh, attack on that Mormon family that claimed nine lives. And uh, so it's funny you mentioned we talk about border security. This is exactly the reason the, the Mexican authorities are completely outgunned and outarmed when it comes to the you know dealing with this fight. And here we have forty miles away a a shootout in in broad daylight that goes on for I think it was over an hour between Mexican authorities. They had to call the army in because the local authorities were completely out uh, outgunned. Right now. And that's, this is a kind of a, it's an important and interesting story, is that in Mexico, and it relates to the security of our own border, 
because the, these cartels exist. The primary business is smuggling people and drugs into the United States. So you secure the border and, and, and dramatically cut that off. You're going to undermine the drug cartels. But the cartels, for a long time, and these other Latin American countries have made the same mistake. Is okay. We'll tolerate the drug cartels. We're just you know, we're going to make some money selling drugs to the gringos. All good. And these drug cartels rise to the point where they're uncontrollable. They can't. They're, they're outside the, the the judicial system is unable to deal with it because the judges will be killed, prosecutors will be killed, police will be will, will be killed. And you, you you've really reached the point where it's, you, it, it's a war. These drug cartels have, in essence, declared civil war on your country. And to have any prospect of restoring order and law and order to your country, they're going to they're gonna have to treat it as a war. Unfortunately, what Donald Trump offered to, after the killing of the, of the American family in Mexico to ha- declare these, or, or ter- these drug cartels to be terrorist organizations and help the Mexicans fight them, the Mexican president said, no, no, hugs, you, you know, that, that's my approach. We, we, we need to hug them. We need love. We need, uh, is there, is, he's unwilling to uh, figuratively and literally bite the bullet and take them on, and that's and that's ultimately the only way that this is going to happen and restore law and order to their country. And sooner or later, it will. Is sooner or later there will be a government in Mexico that will restore will restore law and order. It may be the drug cartels. <laughs> you think so? Yes, because because you look at the course of history. Eventually, a new government arises. What that, okay. the nature well, of that? I hope you're right. The nature of that government arise is, is uncertain. Whether it's some kind of dictatorship of the right, of the left, of, of something. But uh, sooner or later, the people are going, will insist on this. They, 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 this situation will not continue indefinitely. Mm. I know somebody Boy. said that, that if, 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 if something can't continue indefinitely or forever, it won't. I just, I just can't. I honestly, I cannot. Well, n- you're right. There is a pendulum. There's a great pendulum in the sky that swings back and forth. I don't I don't consider Mexico's swing back towards any kind of uh, government that is not completely uh, in bed with the I mean, the Mexican government probably is one of the most corrupt governments. I know that the Ukraine is the number three and I don't know what where Mexico stands in the list of most corrupt governments around the world. But. Mexico, yeah, I just don't see any time soon where Mexico is going to dig itself out from its love affair with the uh, cartels that run. Literally, I I will use this word: run that country. I don't think I don't think it's a love affair. I don't think that I don't think. I mean, there may be the politicians that are taking the bribes. Either that's, yeah, that's more or less what I meant. Right, but but in terms of of the Mexican people, I don't think that they love. Gun, oh, gun no. battles going on in their streets. I don't think they, well, they love- don't. But I'm talking about the government. I mean, it's the right. government. Look, do the people in Venezuela like the fact that there's no food on the shelves? Of course not. Have they been successful in getting Maduro out? Not so much. Yeah. So it is in as much as the people of these countries realize the uh, the de- the depra- depraved situations that they're living in, whether it's under threat of a cartel or whether it's under threat of a socialist regime that can't seem to keep grocery stores shelves uh, stocked, despite the fact that they have the largest oil reserves in the world. 
Those people understand it. It's a question of do they have the political will, do they have the guns necessary in order to overthrow that regime? And in many cases, it's like I wonder, these these people that in when Venezuela was having its riots, you had individuals on motorbikes and scooters that were going through uh, the protests and beating the protesters. Who who are those people? Do do they have a secret grocery store that they're able to go to in order to make sure that their families are fed? Probably don't they? They they probably might. But who who are those people that defend that government and 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 will do what they can to put down the protests? Now they also be Cubans, right? So, they, so they've so been living they, under this for may, how they, long? They, they may be Cuban agents that are are there to back. Well, that's are, true. Are there, are there to back? Are there to back up the regime? As well, or Russians, or, or, Russians. or some or some combination. Yeah, they're Russians. But you know, I I, I just and it shows the and it show, again shows the value, the importance of the Second Amendment. The Mexican people don't have a right to guns. That's right. People in Venezuela, one of the things that Chavez did was take away the right to guns. And I think we got to remind people there is no other government that has codified the right to free speech in their founding documents. The United States is the only country that has complete is supposed to have complete free speech as a inalienable, unalienable right. Uh, we're seeing right now in Hong Kong where people are literally being gunned down in the streets because they're rising up against the government, the takeover of Hong Kong by the Chinese government, which is supposed to happen, what, in 2049 or something? And already they're beginning to encroach on the government of Hong Kong with these laws that say that people can be deported to China for political sentencing. And that's the root cause of these riots. But I think it goes much more broadly than that. But they don't even have the right to free speech. Free speech exists codified in founding documents only in the United States. And we're, we're in the process of losing it. Let's take a break here and hear from our sponsor for this half hour, um, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office and where, like uh, Rush Limbaugh, our talent is on loan from God. I'll Just be, for about I'll be, an hour. I'll be, I'll Just be, for about an hour. I'll, 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 let me finish my joke if I could. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's my job. It's my job to step on your jokes, Greg. You're doing, and you're doing a damn good job of it too. I, 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 you know, where, yeah, our town is on loan from God. I'll be at the yes. micro loan department. The micro loan, yes, with yeah. both uh, with both thumbs tied behind our hands. Yes. Now, and if, if you're if you're if you are driving when you're listening to yes. this show, how dare you? 
You're destroying Greta Thunberg's childhood. How dare you? Boy, and she is emotional about it, too, isn't she? But, yeah, and and leading into uh, global warming and climate change or whatever. Actually, they're thinking about rebranding it again. It started off as global warming, then they rebranded to climate change. That way, no matter what the weather did, they could claim it was climate change. More snow, extra cold, doesn't matter, whatever. So it's all climate change. But now they're thinking right. about rebranding again because people aren't sufficiently worried about climate change to surrender their freedom and prosperity to the Democrat Party. So they want to come up with something else. So that people will accept uh, a, a socialism and loss of freedom in order, well, we have to save the planet. Right. And of course, it never applies to them. And I, and I, I, sh- I should have saved the list. I didn't save it. But it was Michael Bloomberg, of course, is, is, a, is a big global warmer and advocate of this. And this guy's got multiple mansions, multiple yachts, multiple private planes, helicopter. When he was mayor, he regularly flew back and forth between New York and his mansion in Bermuda on his own private plane. And these are the guys to tell, you know, that we, how dare you? drive your car, you need to take the bus. You, emphasize the you, need to change how you live. Or how dare you uh, drink a 16-ounce soda? I mean, Michael Bloomberg is the poster child for growing the nanny state. You guys, you stupid Americans out there are no longer capable of monitoring the correct amount of sugary beverage intake. Therefore, it's up to us, the government, to make sure that we limit your ability to be able to buy those sugary drinks. Because don't you know, America has gone over to obesity, I guess. Right. That, that's the that's the idea there. But Michael Bloomberg is indeed the the poster child for nanny state and as you said he's got all 55 billion dollars you can definitely afford a plane you can afford a yacht you can afford all this and stuff I don't, and I don't, I don't begrudge him any of that I don't begrudge him any of that but then when you turn around and lecture the rest of us about how we're creating a carbon uh, crisis in this world that could end life in the next 12 years screw you yeah i mean al gore's been saying radio can i say that on radio you just did and al gore's been saying that for 30 years yeah, well, yeah, he's been saying it for 30 years and living the lifestyle of the rich and famous for just that long as well. In fact, profiting from this, because don't you know that, you know, those cow, those cows are a major contributor of methane gas and carbon dioxide, those greenhouse gases. So what's important is that we get off of eating beef. So guess what Al Gore's done? In his entrepreneurial spirit, which I don't begrudge him at all, but he is monetizing his climate change propaganda by coming out with meat that is not made of meat. It's plant protein or some garbage. But he's he's now a founder of a company that manufacture. And I understand it's actually quite good. It 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 mirrors the taste of beef quite closely. But he's a major uh, he's a major investor in this uh, meat substitute. So of course we need to uh, tax real meat. So people will stop buying that and buy Al Gore's substitute meat. Right. And that's where I, you know, I'm sure like you, I draw the line. It's like you cannot you, you cannot uh, use your political agenda in order to at the same time enrich yourself. It's like you can't have it both ways, but these people do. You can have my hamburger when you pry it from my cold, dead, greasy hand. 
which if you eat enough hamburger probably will happen. Right. But, you know, when you look back, I mean, part of the hypocrisy of all this, when you look at the timeline of climate change, I mean, this stuff started back in the 1925s. I remember reading an article that literally sounded like it was written in this era, warning about rising sea levels and the whole yeah, the Washington whole, Post. Yeah, it was it was everything. Well, you don't even have to go back to 1925 or 27. 1975, there's going to be dire famine uh, and we're all going to die. A new ice age. Acid rain is going to wipe out all the lakes. Oceans are going to be dead by 1980. Of course, that's when global warming starts to emerge. New York City is going to be flooded by 2019. That was a prediction back in 1980. Polar uh, ice cap will be free by 2012 or 2013. Be ice free in the summer by 2012 or 2013. 2014, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ice caps are going to be gone. There's going to be more hurricanes. Uh, of course, more climate change. They went from global warming to global climate change about that time. Then it became climate disruption. Now we only have 12 years left. And it's so funny in this cartoon that enumerates all these different predictions. The very last last box in this is oh heck just give us all your money or we'll take that little girl and we'll make her cry again <laughs> please, please free greta thornburg do not subject that girl don't, how dare you how dare you mock how dare you mock the painted saint of global warming oh good lord man that girl uh, but there, we only have a little slight bit of time here but there is a poll and people you know is that uh just would you poll. would you support a two dollar Monthly tax on residential electric bills to uh, a poet to fight climate change. No, 51. Yes, 47. So the majority of people are not even willing to spend $2 a month to fight climate change. Here's what it I would war- say. It kind, of, it kind of warms my heart. I'm willing to spend 2 bucks a month if you will shut the heck up about climate change for the rest of my life. That's a, that's a fair choice. That's a fair we, choice. We are out of time for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. And tune in so next fast. week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 10126. Arizona MLO license number 092639. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 092537. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.